0: Hello, podcast listeners. I just wanted to make a note at the beginning of this episode as to why this is part one and we have a part two. It turns out that this week's recording was especially problematic because we went very, very long. And i it wasn't really obvious what should be cut out all the way. I like to leave a little bit of personality and a little bit of chit chat and Stuff that we go off topic on only because that's just how we are and we are called barely on topic. So it follows that it was a difficult episode to really cut everything down and out because I felt there was a lot of information in there. So I decided to cut it in two. So part one will be released today and part two will be released tomorrow. And hopefully you will enjoy both of them because... I didn't think that anybody would want to listen to 142 minutes. That's a tough slog. So, enjoy. You're listening to Barely on Topic with V.A. When I think of a slap shot, I think of defenseman. It's like the only shot. I, this is what I got. Let's do it. Nick. Here comes the bagel boy himself. Anthony. Joe Sackman Sacco. Jeff. Then I moved to Canada. And Tim. Probably not. It's barely on topic. Episode 17? Yes, it's episode 17. 17. And we're talking about the trade deadline that's coming up in the next 10 days. But not so fast. We're not going to go right into that. Because one, I have a few things to say last week was a bit of a tough episode. Uh, I ended up walking out on it because I just had had enough. Um, And I feel like you know, it took me a few days to work through this confluence of anger that I've had. And I'm angry about a lot of things. And it's not really that I'm that angry about hockey. It's just that You know, with everything around us being so uncertain and things sucking and just being outraged by just about everything, you just want your hockey team to be the one thing that isn't going to suck or they're not going to make a decision that you think sucks. You know, I couldn't even celebrate the Super Bowl victory well without having people making it political and sucky. And I guess inherently it is political and sucky. And I don't know how I'm going to deal with that in the next few months. But I just I don't know. I just I let it all get to me too much. Um so by Wednesday I decided I'm not going to let this get to me anymore. And then that's when another great event happened.
1: Ah, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> okay, so Mm -hmm. by Wednesday, I had decided had a good treadmill workout and I was just like, you know what? Not going to be mad about these things. I'm going to move on with my life in certain ways. I think when your life gets stagnant, you're just like, uh, you know, um, everything hurts and sucks and you say things you don't mean. Okay, so that was fine. Got through that. I was like, I feel great. And then get home doing stuff and Claude Julien gets hired by the the Habs, because what did the Habs do?
1: They Money. fired Michelle Therrien, a.k.a. sweaty henchman number five. Right, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> now, how did people react to this? We talked about this situation of Michelle Terrien being fired and Claude Julien being rehired. Yay! No, not yay. Not yay. But by that time, I was not angry about this anymore. I was, and And what I was like, I was just like, Personally at home, I laughed a little bit about it because sometimes when I can't handle situations, I just laugh. And I put my hands up in the air and I shrugged and I was like, uh yeah, it's typical. I mean, what? What am I gonna do about this? I'm not gonna be outraged about this anymore. I was I was angry. I'm not angry anymore. But I'm just like I I I just I think it's really stupid. <laughs> Stupid to find out that the Bruins allowed the Habs to talk to him on Sunday. Alright guys, now's the time to let let loose. Who wants to go first?
1: Fuck Jeremy and Charlie Jacobs. And um, now, now that I got that out, we're word, word since the uh, announcement has trickled out that there were other teams that were talking to Claude besides Las Vegas. Um, hasn't been specific who, but Elliot Freeman said that at least one other team had asked permission to talk to Claude. Which means that Anyone on uh, a lot of people on Twitter is like, Oh, why are people angry about this? The team can't hold like you should can't hold Claude hostage. No, no, they have every right to because he's still being paid. Um, and here's the thing is even if they'd let him go for like to, to, to the fancy cats or or Buffalo or, fuck, or, or, or or Ottawa, fuck, I don't care. So, yeah, the the the, the habs of all teams, it's just ridiculous. Why, why the closest, this biggest, this historic rival. Why let him go there when there were other teams sniffing around? And someone say, oh, maybe Claude wanted to go back there. No, fuck that. The team still in a position, had every right to restrict him on this.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, don't
1: get me wrong. 99% of the time, I'm going to side with the little guy against the man. Absolutely. But in this case, because this is sports, fuck principles.
0: <laughs> I think it was it was a really stupid decision. Uh, Because basically, your all-time winningest coach, you fired him, or you let go, let him go. You you relieved him of his duties. Relieved him of his
1: duties is the terminology, yes. Right. And then
0: you allowed him to talk to your chief rival like it was okay. Yeah, whatever. I mean, this is a team that you, you know, especially in the last few years, you have had a really tough time beating them. And yes, granted, you did just beat them, which is why they made a coaching change, because... They're on the downside side. Uh, they're sliding down. Downside. There we go. There's the word. Anyway.
1: Second, the Bruins have killed this year, incidentally, besides their own. Last game before Capuano was fired was also against the Bruins.
0: Yeah. And they yeah. won that
1: game. <laughs>
0: yeah, they did. Oh, man. Yeah, that was that was not the game we saw. That was the... Martin that was League the other really game. bad
1: game against the Islanders. <laughs>
0: right, right. So, so, basically, I believe that this while I believe that this this whole thing is incredibly stupid, I am not going to allow this to make me that angry anymore. I just can't. But, I encourage if you are angry, to get it out. Tim, do you have things to say?
2: I'm fucking pissed. This is bullshit.
0: I mean, <laughs> not only did
2: you fire your winningest coach, or relieve him of his fucking duties, you then had a pissy face news conference while another team was celebrating a championship in the same fucking city and then you let them go to the chief rot your like main rival like holy fucking shit it, anyone with half a brain could handle the situation better than we did and it went to hell in a handbasket now we're fucked and now like we have we had a hard enough time beating the Habs as it is now our last head coach who knows Everything about this fucking team is coaching them. So that's going to be fucking fun. Can't
0: wait. Awesome. Perfect. Can't wait. Tim should be the anger translator. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what I was missing last week. I needed somebody to be an anger translator. But, you know, of course... All of
1: us had resolved not to be angry last week. Yeah.
0: resolved to do that.
1: No, no, all of the rest of us had resolved not to be angry. You had not. That was that was, that was part of the problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't promise that I'm not going to be angry about something. But, right now I'm in a neutral spot. I'm Zen, enjoying the neutral. I'm, I'm enjoying the, the, like, I don't have any expectations right now on what this team is going to do. But I really do think that it was incredibly stupid to allow... Julien to be hired by the halves I I even said I'm like when he got fired I'm like I hope he goes to Florida keep him in the division eh. well that Florida's a different animal it's you did a this. different <laughs> alright just because I was sorted into fucking Slytherin does not mean I did this oh that was another thing that pissed me off last week I am not Slytherin god damn it
1: Incidentally, I, I was Gryffindor and desperately expected to be uh, a Ravenclaw.
0: Ravenclaw.
1: Yeah, because um, I'm not—I'm I'm not brave. I'm a fucking coward. Um, Ravenclaw would have made a lot more sense. Um,
0: yeah, I'm braver than you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I figured I was cle- uh, in Ravenclaw because I'm—I'm I'm witty and thoughtful Cerebr- and yeah, intelligent and,
1: and, 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 and Ravenclaw is being clever and cerebral and yeah.
0: But no! Apparently, I'm just fucking evil. That's what it is.
1: Could be worse. You could have been Hufflepuff, which is basically a participant ribbon. Oh.
0: (laughs) You know what? I always think that they're really good at chewing bubblegum. How did you
2: get sorted, and where did you get sorted? Uh, I
0: I went to Pottermore, and I answered the questions very honestly, and they sorted me into Slytherin, and I am not in Slytherin! I'm very upset about it. Okay, so, so for, for a while, I was thinking, do I have to be a villain? And I'm like, well, no, I don't. You know, but Horace right
1: Slughorn, now... not a villain in the books or movie, and he was the Slytherin. Back to being the head of the, the head of Slytherin house, the last two books. There you go.
0: Well, yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know if I want to be compared to Snape. So mm.
1: that's why I said Horace Slughorn. he's actually kind of unpleasant as well, despite being a good guy.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, well, okay. But anyway, that's another matter, and I don't know how to resolve that, but I'm angry. Oh, and do you know what my fucking Patronus was? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's a red squirrel.
1: Mine was a badger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would love to have a badger. I want to make friends with the badger. <laughs> Dead milkman, yes. And then... um Let's see. Uh, And then you can have that cool badger, 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 badger. (laughs) Mushroom, mushroom snake! Oh no, it's a snake! Okay, so anyway, are you doing the the, uh, sorting thing, Tim?
2: Yeah. Do I have to, like, join now? Yeah, you do. You
1: have to sign up and shit.
2: Alright, well, I'm joining now, I guess.
0: Alright, tell us uh, in your progress. Okay, so you got your anger out about this thing. I want to just slide over to this other thing real quick. Okay. One Jean Catherine. I'm sorry that we or have made our relationship with you. Con- uh, complicated. We did not mean to do that. So we're going to be cool now. Right. Okay. This other, I'm going to slide this other way now. Nick is not here with us today. And Anthony isn't either. Anthony had a raging headache. Oddly enough, when I say raging, that's not the word that follows it, usually. But that's what he had. He had a raging headache, and he could not join us. And Nick is off doing Nick things right now. So that's totally cool. But Nick told us this week that he wanted to see more movies so he could have more to talk to people about. Like uh, He wanted to be more pop-culturally aware, I guess, through movies. So I'm asking our listeners... To tweet at us At Barely On Topic Some comedies that you think Nick Absolutely must see He has told us that he has watched Uncle Nick and The Princess Bride this uh, Recently But he does not have a good handle on all Popular comedies Or popular movies in general And we want to Actually help him out in this way Because Nick's a likable guy he needs to have other things to talk about other than just hockey. Why are you being so quiet right now, Jeff? Because well, you're, 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 doing-
1: you're talking. You told me to stop cutting people off.
0: You're right. I did. <laughs> Jeff, what do you think about it?
1: Yeah, Nick needs to see more movies. It's kind of ridiculous, actually, the things he hasn't seen.
0: And the thing is that I, right now we're asking for comedies. Comedies that he should see. Like, he didn't even see Deadpool. How many of us have talked about Deadpool, like, a million times over? Like it's the fair, best there, movie was, there
1: was an episode that was like half Deadpool.
0: It's a <laughs> great movie!
1: <laughs> to be fair, I've never seen that movie either. Oh, you
0: gotta see Deadpool! It's gross! And funny! And superhero-y! And romantic! It's all of the stuff, and more. Yeah, the problem is that I don't watch straight-up comedies that often. Uh, a lot of movies I watch are just kind of like sci-fi, action-hero comedy movies or such you know so i can't really think of too many things i haven't already told him but anyway we want our listeners on twitter to say something tweet it at barely in topic we want to hear from you all suggestions are welcome <laughs> i really i can't wait to find out what tim has been sorted into he's sitting here what is this bullshit
2: um, um yeah i'm answering the questions now
0: okay so anyway tweet at us about movies that Nick should see. Comedies this time. We're going to wait for Tim to finish up this thing. Come on, Tim.
2: I'm trying to, like, answer this, like, truthfully. But then there was, like, going through different color cats, what I would bring. And I'm just, like, I'm colorblind. I don't want to bring any color cat. Well, let will bring a toad or something. <laughs> yeah, I picked an owl. <laughs> hey, that's good. I'm a Ravenclaw.
0: Fucking hell! <laughs> what?! <laughs> Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, All right. Gryffindor (laughs) Slytherin. Fine. Ducky. Okay. Well, let's see. We could just start sliding into the regular subject if we wanted to.
1: it seems that seems appropriate. I think uh, we've we've said we've said our piece on the on the on matters pertaining to Claude, who we apparently now hate um, because he's now a hap coach or something.
0: You know, it's like what we said about Carrie Price. We like him as a person. We wish him much success, just not on the HAPs. That's all. Yep. You know, and Claude will wear a fedora better than Tyrion. Yep, <sighs> yep. Which was my sure. initial response. Yep. So, but you know what? Let's just rejoice in the fact that Claude. And the um Habs lost their first game out of the bye. We're not gonna say anything, Jeff, about what teams do out of out of the bye. Barley. We're just going we're just going to we're not saying that, Jeff. And I was the one sorted into Slytherin, huh? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: figuring out going... what Patronus I am now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Red Squirrel.
2: This should be interesting.
0: Oh, uh, and it's timed, too, so you have to do it quickly. Yeah, so Claude and the Habs lost yesterday against the Jets. Yay! And the Bruins play... Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm just going to say the Bruins play tonight against the Sharks. Feels like a-, a million years since hockey happened, but it's happening tonight. Okay, we're going to go into our trade deadline spectacular. Although, spectacular seems like a big word for this.
2: It is pretty spectacular because I'm in it.
0: The- Topic: Trade spectacular featuring Tim. Woo! <laughs> what The fuck is this
2: shit? <laughs> it's your patronus, Tim. I'm a kingfisher, apparently. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs>
0: I want to make friends with the kingfisher. That doesn't go.
2: <laughs> the hell? I thought it was a hummingbird at first, and then I'm like, "What is this?" Oh,
0: I've never seen a kingfisher, but I have seen kingfisher beer in Indian restaurants.
2: I like beer, but apparently, I'm a kingfisher. I don't know what that
1: means, but this is what I am.
0: Well, that means that when it's just just the
1: physical embodiment of your good feelings, Tim is a kingfisher.
0: That
2: seems really depressing.
0: It's a I bird thought, flapping around. <laughs> I thought it would at least be some kind of dog, maybe a rottweiler. Because if you're putting me in Slytherin, you might as well give me a dog that looks like it could guard the gates of hell. Squirrel. Red squirrel. Not even squirrel. Like red squirrels are really cute. But stop it. Anyway.
1: Think about this though. You're gonna fuck up a bu- fuck up some Dementors with a tiny fucking ass squirrel. <laughs> I
0: didn't think about it that way. That's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Expecto Patronum! squirrel, yay! Oh my god!
2: <laughs> I almost want to see what house I'm in, but I'm afraid it's gonna be made of sticks because I'm a
1: fucking bird. Jesus!
0: <laughs> well, you're you're in Ravenclaw. Yeah, but
1: my if, oh, deliver. that's for that's for something from the new movie. Fuck that, ignore it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, we didn't do that. that that's like the North American
1: Wizarding School or some shit? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're not there. No, no. Okay, uh, so let's get into the Trade Spectacular featuring featuring timmy in his shorts okay so we're doing the show a little bit early because by the time this show comes out uh the trade deadline will be just about on us and by the time we record the next show it will be will be on the cusp of the trade deadline and then it will pass by the time we actually put it out because it's hard to get shows out right off the bat because we talk about a lot of things like hogwarts houses anyway so <laughs> <laughs> so what were you are going to discuss this week is what we think the Bruins should do, what they will do, and what our dream trades would be. Yeah,
2: <laughs> go figure. Oh, I was just reading about my Patronus, and it says the Kingfring- Kingfisher Patronus is most
1: common in Ravenclaw.
0: <laughs> wow, I didn't see how popular the red squirrel was in Slytherin.
1: I think snakes eat squirrels.
0: Yeah, you know it makes sense in a way, but I'm still outraged. Okay. Trade spectacular. So who wants to go first in talking about what the Bruins should do? Well, Let's well, just talk about it as a general conversation.
1: Okay, I, I want to start off with just sort of the setting that, the terms that we're dealing with here. Based on cap-friendly, because of the way the cap works and that, that you, you know, accrue bonus space as the season goes on, the Bruins actually have a deadline cap space of $17,661,227. Wow. Yes.
0: And they didn't hire us, huh? Anyway, go on.
1: <laughs> Point being, they have um, the ability to add a very considerable amount of um, salary, if that was something that they thought they could do. Now, okay. of course, um, I don't think any of us hold any illusions that the team is going for it, so um, they're not going to use all of that space. No. We'll just get that one out there right away.
0: Yes. Okay, so...
1: So what do we think this team needs? If you ask me, priority one at the deadline is a backup goaltender that we might be able to trust. Um, Honestly, I'm not entirely sure what I do beyond that because we've had so few games with the Cassidy lineups. They've looked good, by and large, so far. Mm -hmm. So it sort of comes to the question of, okay, do we need another skater? I don't know.
0: Right. Right.
1: Not at the cost that it's sounding like it's going to. Well, be- okay, no, I'm not ne- not necessarily Landeskog, just just a, a, another skater in general. We'll we'll just I think for we'll, let's assume rentals in this case rather than even though Sweetie's been sort of you know uh, I'm not going to go for rentals, but.
0: Well, okay, let's take it down by position. So let's start with center. We've got Bergeron, Krejci, Spooner.
1: Spooner Moore are the other ones Moore. currently playing yes. there. Plus, of course, the other natural centers that are currently on the roster inclu- <laughs> include include Backus. Zarnik, Nash, and uh, Schaller. So right. uh, we're not exactly strapped for centers. I think that's uh, not a position we're likely to trade for unless it's someone who also plays a lot of wing.
0: Yeah, I think our, our weakness is left wing, isn't it? Well,
1: no, I think it's right. Here's the thing with left wing. Left wing right now, because um with Solaric's been called up again. Solarek's playing tonight. Right. So we have um based on the lineup that we're projected for tonight, we're looking at Martian Solaric Vitrano Schaller on the left side. Um with Beleski as a scratch. Actually, there's something weird. Beleski wasn't listed on any of the practice lines either, but there's been no word that he's injured or whatever, so who knows what's going on there.
0: Yeah, I mean Czarnik is actually injured.
1: Yeah, but Czarnik practiced today. Bileski not mentioned.
0: Right, right, but uh you know, I think we're assuming that ne- uh, Hayes is going to be in tonight. So,
1: yes, but then then the right side's the one I think is a bit more mm. is, is okay. where we have, is, right. where we have a, is where we have a is where we're weaker. Um, so the right wings projected from the last game and projected tonight as well. I think are of course some uh, Pasternak. Um, Back, no, Backus on on the on the Bergeron wing probably. Really, that's where he's been played the last couple games.
0: Hmm. Yeah,
1: Backus. Pasta, Hayes, Nash. Um. Obviously, the weak link there is is the three is three red is the third red right wing. Nash has looked better on that current configuration of third of third line with Spooner and uh, and and, and Vetrano, Line that I've uh, advocated for going back as far as last summer, I believe on the show at least once. But he's still the weak link because he's still you know Jimmy Hayes. He still has rolling all the way down four points in 43 games. All of our defensemen that aren't Joe Morrow have more points than he does. So if, if if we were to look at a winger, I don't think left wing is where we need right now. Especially because also organizationally, our left wing depth is considerable. Our right wing is a problem on the roster, and our right and our organizational right wing depth isn't great either. Because our only right wing prospect worth a damn is Submission.
0: Right, and he's he's still in the what is he in the OHL or the WHL? Still in
1: the OHL. And Consistency seems that he's unlikely to make a play for B roster next year either, but point being is we don't have a lot of right wing depth on the team or in the system. I'm of the view a third line right wing, if we were looking for a forward, is what we need. If, and I don't know if we, and, I, and I'm not entirely convinced we should be. A.K.A. not Landis Yes, exactly.
0: The thing is, when they 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 fired, you know, Sweeney, which I didn't listen to, but what's his name? Neely. <laughs> What's his name? Neely said that there were holes in the roster. And so I I just automatically assume that when they're talking about holes in the roster, that there's probably some in the forwards and some in the uh, defense. Now, we know that defensively, what is working shouldn't work in some respect, if that makes any sense. I mean, yeah. you know, McQuaid's a weakness. Um, Colin Miller's upped his game, so that's good. Kevin Miller, you know, he is what he is.
2: And now, we, and if you're gonna keep, if you're gonna get rid of him or McQuaid, I'm getting rid of McQuaid, and I'm keeping Miller.
0: Yeah, I mean he's a little bit younger, I guess, and and uh, he's a little more defensively sound. So I mean, I, I guess that's where you might look to do that. Now, how about how about getting somebody for depth in
1: uh, what position?
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Remember, we're already, carrying, we're already carrying eight defensemen on the roster, right? We're we're scratching my John Michael Lyles regularly. Yep. at this point. So we actually have a really good 7D. Right. tomorrow. <laughs> Here's the thing though, if you can if you can upgrade it then you I
2: think you probably do. I mean, oh, absolutely. I'm not I'm not saying you should actively they should actively look for something like um I mean, obviously I really like in terms of defense rather than getting just depth. I obviously really like Shattenkirk, but I think it's going to cost a ton to try to get him. It's the, the price is still rumored to be a player, a prospect, and a pick, which is a well, lot to give the, up.
1: And that's the boilerplate ask, right? And this is to, to let, let the down goes Brown, coining the term plickspect. Um Now, whether he actually commands that another, is another question altogether. Here's the thing, though. St. Louis is currently third in the, in, in the central by five points. I know everyone's still saying that Shattenkirk might still be on the market, but I don't think so. Why on earth would they do that? They're in a playoff draw, and he's their best defenseman. He is, absolutely, but
2: can they? do they have the space to keep him after this year? That's a thing.
1: Well, yes, but you know what? When you're in a playoff draw and you're a team that's very much go for it, which is what St. Louis is, why would they be trading Chad Kirk? I don't understand why this is something still being discussed.
0: Yeah, it makes no sense to me, and they're actually playing a lot better now than they had been, so yeah. why would they get rid of him?
1: I don't know – yeah, so I really don't understand why the media keeps saying, oh, he might still be available because that doesn't make any sense to me.
0: So, Tim, tell me where Shattenkirk lies on the three lists and tell us each list.
2: Yeah, so, um, well, I have the NHL.com one up here, and that one definitely has him at number two on the list. So that's that's quite high, and it says that – and basically it's saying that, you know – He's what every team wants. He's a right-handed moving defenseman. And the reason why he's really on the list is the Blues will likely not be able to afford him once he becomes an unrestricted free agent July 1st. Um, so
0: And the Bruins I mean, wouldn't be able to either, probably. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry.
1: He's going to be a $7 million contract.
2: Yeah, he's going to be... Realistically many, uh,
1: and I'm now. I'm not saying it's the case because I don't see a scenario that they fit him in. Everyone's saying, "Oh, he's going to sign with the Rangers." But where the fuck are the Rangers going to find seven million dollars in cap space? I, no, uh, I mean, they, they,
0: managed to do uh, a trade in the off season though,
1: or didn't they? Or they didn't, getting... yeah, by uh, trading um, uh, um, uh, Zabanejad who's RFA and therefore it's going to cost money this year,
0: mm.
1: it, who was cheaper for one season than Broussard. so that didn't really achieve much. And, in fact, they have, like, five RFAs on their roster, although a bunch of them aren't very good. Six RFAs. And on
2: on the TSN trade bait list, they do have Shattenkirk listed number one here. Now, the reason
1: for that is there's been a lot of Shattenkirk talk with respect to Toronto. Because he's the kind of... He represents the kind of player that they need most. They legitimately need a a mobile puck-moving right shot defenseman. So that's why it's there. TSN's going to play to their audience, of course.
2: And he's still only twenty-seven wow. right
1: now. He'll be twenty-eight the
2: start of the season. So I mean, he's he's still young enough to to give. And if say he signs, I don't know, a seven-year deal in the off-season, he still probably can give you
1: four good years out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the thing about that. I don't. It must be a budget thing rather than a cap thing because uh, I'm looking at the cap-friendly page for uh, for the Blues right now. They're projected to have a. 11.7 million in cap space next season and besides Shattenkirk they have three other UFAs and one other RFA and, and, and then three RFA's there's a three UFAs total and then three RFA's and the two UFAs are nothing they're like Scotty Upshall and Patrick Berglund and the RFA's are okay. is gonna be pricey PRV whatever and Nal Yakupov so realistically I don't really actually think that the Blues can't I don't think that they can't afford to re-sign him.
0: Um, I know that Berglund is also on many of the lists, or uh, he was at least on the hockey news list uh, as someone that they would be looking to get rid of. So so basically what you're saying is, like, maybe they just kind of want to sit on the budget floor? I mean, the salary floor instead of spending? Well, they're, too- they're, still, way, they're still well above the floor. Okay.
1: Until, right? Um. Um, but they're, uh, any, yeah, so they, they, they're still a decent bit above the floor. Like today, like their, their, cap hit as of today is, is 72 million. Right. But they have about three and a half of space. Going into next year, they're projected to have a decent amount of space. And most of their other roster holes are non-essential guys or people that are going to remain cheap. So basically it's Shattenkirk and Pareco. Um, now Perico is not going to be cheap to re-sign either. Right. right. But he's, he's a... also only a 23-year-old RFA. Right. Um, I look at theirs. If, if I'm, for, for, so for example, if I'm looking at this as as, as, as Armstrong, I throw the $7 million at Shattenkirk, try to get Perico to sign sign a two-year bridge contract, which would end at the same time a bunch of their other shittier defensemen would come up. the same Because that would end, at the, he would be RFA then the same year as Dowmeister, Gunnarsson, and Bortuzzo all go UFA. And then you have the money to pay Perico. Right. Yeah. So, frankly, I don't think Shattenkirk's actually going to move in the trade, and I've, I'm the Blues. I find a way to sign him long term. Now, maybe, maybe that's not going to happen. It really doesn't look like it's going to happen. But that's just not a smart move on their part.
2: Oh, I agree. I don't. I don't think. I guess I'm not saying that, that he should trade him. I'm saying that he's someone that I would, if I, can, if he can be had, if he's someone that can be had at a price that you're willing to put up with, then he's someone I would target. In terms
1: of... But he's a hard, hard, hard guy to trade for with the cost he's going to take to trade for him. If you're not going to get him... If you don't have the means to extend him.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't see the Bruins doing that. Not with having to sign Pasternak and everything, so...
1: And yes, the Bruins have quite a bit of projected cap space next year. But we have a lot of, of, of RFAs also. I mean, namely pasta and Spooner. Mm, right. So... And again, if you're looking at the amount it's going to take to acquire Schattenkirk, and there's going to be a lot, only teams that can afford to sign them are going to be able to. Or teams that, or teams that are. You're seriously like meaningful contenders,
0: right? Right. Oh no, no. I I think at this point it's important to have this kind of conversation to say like you know to to kind of figure out what the Bruins should or could do and what is not realistic at all because I think people sometimes get their heads in the cloud about things because they don't pay attention to cap friendly. I mean, honestly, I look at cap friendly every once in a while. No, actually, I used to look at General Fanager, and before that it was, it was Cap. Well, Cap and General yeah. Fanager
1: were easier to use layouts than Cap Friendly. Yeah,
0: I've i, I got to tell you I haven't looked at Cap Friendly in a while, so not
1: a, um, I I really, well of the three, General Fanager was the easiest to use But
0: Yeah, yeah, so so I'm just saying, like, for the sake of like letting people know, like, hey this is just not realistic you know? I know that everybody goes I would love to have Shattenkirk here It it would be great, but it's not going to happen it just isn't, yeah so, I mean, but we kind of looked at what the Bruins kind of need. What do you think the Bruins are actually going to do?
1: I struggle to see a scenario where they don't acquire a backup goaltender.
0: And who do you think that would be?
1: Okay, so this is a tricky one. Because um, if you look at the standings right now, that fo- poses a bit of a problem. Because um, there are not a lot of teams with them. So, so some of the backup goaltenders that are going UFA, just to give you some idea... Ryan okay. Goaltenders in general. Ryan Miller, Ben Bishop, Jonathan Bernier, Steve Mason, Pavolek, Brian Elliott, Robin Laner, Chad Johnson, Michael Neuwirth, and Darcy Quemper. So that's the yep. top. And after that, the falloff is is fast. Like, Ray O'Bara, Anders Nilsson, and then below that's exclusively AHLers. Okay, so realistically, there are up to 12 goaltenders that would actually accomplish anything in play unless they picked up someone with term. And I don't think they should because we still have... Dobby on for another year and you know Zane and possibly Malcolm still around depending on what they end up doing with the RFA, with their RFA goaltenders. But the problem with a lot of these free agent goaltender goalies of the Top 12 is um there are only uh, go back to the standings here I think two of them that are for sure teams that are on teams that are almost certainly out of it. Two. Two. Yes, of those twelve, basically Ben Bishop and Andre Pavlek are the only guys on teams that are that, that are out of reach of the wild card slot. This is because the east, the Eastern Conference, right now for the wild card slot is a fucking mess. To give you some idea, okay, I'll, okay. So uh, right now, third in the Atlantic is Florida with sixty-four points. Oh, uh, that's tied with us, but they have some games in hand. We're currently the second wild card. We are one. We at sixty-four points are one point ahead of Toronto at sixty-three. Two points ahead of, uh, of of the Islanders and Buffalo, and then only, th- and then only three points ahead of Philadelphia. Basically, and potentially, if they had a run, although probably not, even New Jersey with sixty points, as it could be, it could be in play here. So in the East, you basically only have three to four teams that are full on out of it. And even saying that, even like take, even Tampa and New Jersey could potentially put themselves in play. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. Oh, it's a fucking train wreck. Because the east is, apart from the metro, the top of the metro is gorgeous, right? The rest of the east is a fucking mess. Yeah. So now the problem is of the goaltenders that are likely allowed, that are not, that are pending UFAs. Um, a lot of them are on teams like Buffalo, Philadelphia, both of which are, of course, only um, uh, respectively two and tw- two and three points behind us for the same wild card great race. Uh, elsewhere, Calgary, which is currently a wild card draw, Winnipeg, which is only three points behind the wild card in the west. Vancouver, which is only one point behind them. So, actually, to be perfectly honest, the only pending UFA goaltender that's actually for sh- almost for sure on a team that's not going to go that's going nowhere is Ben Bishop. You think and that... we're not trading for Ben Bishop, and we're not going to be trading for Ben Bishop to be a backup?
0: No, it would never happen. But it's like it's kind of entertaining to think about it because you yeah,
1: have these other ones here. You know, okay, so Ryan Miller. The Canucks aren't going to make it, but they look like they're still in it. Bishop, of course, as we said, is a team that is out. Jonathan Burney is the backup for the Ducks, who are in the playoffs. Steve Mason, Steve Mason, and Michael Nylander, both of Philly's goalies, are in that. And Philly, of course, as I said, is three points behind us. Honestly, I think if I'm if I'm Ron Hextall, I look at that team and cut my bait and, and and take what I can for my expiring agents. Agents, I think. I cut bait because you know what? There's teams that need goalies, and he's got two pen- two pending free agents.
0: I would take Noivert over his Mason, though.
1: Oh, my, my preference would be Noivert specifically. Noivert is who I would want the Bruins to pursue. But you know, for the rest of this of that list, um, Pavlek no you don't want fucking you don't want fucking Pavlek. No, he's awful. He's yeah, yeah. He, he actually, would be just a more expensive and shittier Dobby. Um, you know, but the Flames are in it. I know Elliot's currently playing backup for them mostly, but they're not going to trade Elliot or, or Elliot or Trey Serro. Johnson.
0: Well, Trey Serro? What? What is that?
1: Chad Johnson or, you know, Ocho Cinco. E-
0: e- e- oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it would be uh, like... Uh, is it Serro? Oh. Yeah. I, it's been a long time since I've spoken Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-
1: um, but then, yeah, so, so neither... Of their goalies are likely to be available. Um it's Robin too- Landers only Robin Landers in Buffalo and only in RFA and they're only two points behind us. Well that also rules out the twelfth ranked Anders Nilsson. <laughs> the cats are now ahead of us, so they're back up Ray O'Bara. O'Bara who's either in who's actually in the AHL A- A- right now, yet he's still top twelve because he's paid too much and he's bad. Yeah, I- Darcy Pepper's backing up in is, is back up in um in, in, in Minnesota. Yeah, no, the, so Actually, to be perfectly honest, I've now talked my, my way out of this. There's a pending free agent goalie, barring the availability of Michael Neuberth, is off the table. This is going to sound crazy,
2: and you would have to make some money work. But there's someone down in the AHL who's buried, who's had a little bit of success in the AHL since being called
1: down, and that's Halak. Halak has got a lot of term. No. He's only got one year left after this. I thought, he had this. Two. Okay. I, thought okay, I thought he had two. One year at four
2: and a half, which is a lot. Four and a half is big. However, if you decided, you could always buy him out at the end of the year, and that's one point six over two. So it's yep. not awful.
1: Uh, I don't, I don't you, think it's a great idea.
0: You still have the side and bite out. Yeah,
1: and especially considering they're going to have to figure out what to do with Dobby. Do they want to try to roll with Dobby again? Or are they going to bury him? Or are they going to try to buy him out? What about Jimmy Hayes? We have a lot of players on one more year that aren't very good. <clears throat> and there's gonna have to be. They don't want to have to buy out like four players to make this work.
0: I have a question: Is Dobby up only because of his salary?
1: Okay, so so actually, let me bring it up. Bring it up to the Burns' page.
0: So uh, I think a-
2: it's so- that in getting actual game time for
1: Zane. Sure. Yeah, it's more important that Zane play amazingly well in the AHL right now than get occasional starts and not and, and not have it go well because a uh, young back young goalie. You don't want your young goalie running as a backup that never plays and having their confidence get smashed like that.
2: Especially when he's looking like the better of the young goalies.
0: That was seen last night under the Bud Light sign. And how did
2: that work out for him?
0: Uh, That game sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Malcolm had a rough time. (laughs) Malcolm was doing great. Sorry, here's an aside, but Malcolm was doing great. He had only let in two goals, and, you know, the game was still early. I mean, it was like in the second period at that point. It totally comebackable and then um he went out to play the puck and somehow or another ended up twirled around on his knees goal was scored because everything was kind of frenetic at that point and that's where he lost it uh because then quickly after i pointed that out to you guys like they scored another goal and and it was just that was the end score it was four nothing you know that was in the third when that happened and it was just it was a terrible game. I, I know the Pete Bruins are better than that. Uh, but Malcolm, the minute he gets shaken, it's just done, 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 done. And they didn't pull Zane back in. And I guess Zane was going to play today, maybe. I don't know. So and they had an afternoon game. So I could see why they wouldn't want to put him in. But anyway, yeah, that game was awful. Except I will tell you the one thing that we did, um, and, and you might enjoy this. the One thing we did determine. Glenn has now decided to call Peter Mueller Dartanian. <laughs> 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 he's like look at Tartanian over there
1: <laughs> the, the shitty pronunciation makes it that much better
0: <laughs> what what do you mean that shitty pronunciation a French okay <laughs> I, mean, I took one semester of French and I hated it if you really want now to know
1: other option on the backup goaltender front. I frankly would talk to Pierre Dorian about Andrew Hammond. He's got one more year at one point five, and so we—that's why, probably, big part of why the Bruins probably didn't take him on waivers because they didn't want to have two over a million-dollar backup goaltenders on contract for next year. Ah, uh, yes. But you know what? Ottawa is the budgetist of budget teams, of course. Besides, like you know, Arizona. Yeah, they've lost a lot of money. Yeah, so and then you know, and then is always trying to find ways to to scrimp on money. Like you know, for example, they did the Broussard trade after July first because they wanted to get him after his bonus, after his signing bonus was paid by the Rangers.
0: Uh... Which is why,
1: which is why um, Ottawa paid Zabranshod and a pick for Broussard. Mm-hmm. Um. So Dobby is um uh, cheaper. Uh, he's he's less against the cap. So he's uh, obviously you know, 1.2 against the cap, and it's his real salary as well. Yes. Whereas Andrew Hammond is a bit of a different story. He's the 1.5 million cap hit. He's a little bit cheaper on real money. He's only, I believe, his real money and loading. His real money for next year is 1.35 million. So if they did a straight up trade, it would sort of be both teams scratching each other's back. We'd get a better backup goaltender that they're not playing because they have him in the I- AHL right now. Yep, and they save hundred fifty thousand real dollars, which for Ottawa is not nothing. Nope. And if they and if they and their buried, their now buried overpaid backup goaltender would be Dobby, and they would only have a dead two hundred fifty thousand on the cap as opposed to a. As, as opposed to a oh shit, I got that wrong. His NHL salary next year is one point five. So we actually, they'd actually be saving three hundred thousand.
2: Mm.
1: His cap hit is um uh, is, is one point three five. So basically, they'd bury Dobby and only have a dead two hundred fifty thousand on the cap rather than a dead four hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, that's a big difference.
1: So while the cap hit's not a big deal fraud, well, that three hundred thousand dollars is huge. Right. Right. Um, now, of course, here's the thing: is there's a non-zero chance that these are teams that are facing each other in the first round, of the play- first round of the playoffs? But they were talking backup goaltenders here.
2: True. That's not going to come. That shouldn't come into play, barring anything. You know? I
1: frankly, I would see if if Dorian would be prepared to just you know to deal on those grounds. he has um, got a good record. He's had a bad year, but other than that, he's been consistently solid.
0: So, your suggestions for backup goaltender. Would be Neuvert and Hammond, right? Yes. Okay. Just summing it up. Just summing it up because I want to switch a little bit to, to to see if Tim has anything different here.
2: Um, in terms of goaltenders, not really. I mean, the market for goaltent for backup goaltenders right now is pretty awful.
0: No, no. I want to see what you think the Bruins should get. Or uh, I no, mean, wait a minute. This isn't should. This is
2: w- will. Folks need. Huh? I think, I think this was the what you think the Bruins will do.
0: Yes. This is what the runes will do. I'm totally in control of everything.
2: Honestly, I see them kind of uh, standing pat for the most part. I don't see them doing anything big like, um, like a gog trade or anything like that. Because I just, I just don't see something like that. I don't see them being willing to give up what what Colorado wants. I really don't. And I think it would be stupid to do something like that. The only person that colorado even has that i would really want is duchene and to do that you'd also have to get rid of Craigie somehow because they're both centers and duchene's hit is six million over the next two years so you would save a little bit of money if you can get someone to take on Craigie.
1: well you'd save money over the next two years but then you also wouldn't have someone under contract for three more um i love Craigie and we talked about this last week i would love that deal because it gets us out of the Krejci contract, and it might get people on the internet to stop bitching about the Backis contract. Then, maybe. yeah, that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it, no, it won't. But you know, um.
2: <laughs> I mean, and even so, Duchenne is what 26. So you could still, at the end of his contract, sign him again, get another maybe
1: good three, four years out of him, and. Then at that um, point, frankly, that's the exact timeline that if this team see if the Bruins see Jacob Forstback or Carlson turn into a second line center, that's the timeline that he would move from a second to a third, from a third to a second, anyway.
2: So you wouldn't even need to at that point. You would have sh-
1: point is is it opens up a r- roster spot at exactly the right time in an up and coming y- youngster's potential like likely career arc. Um, yeah. If if in the event of any deal with Colorado, that's what I want to see. Yeah, that's the only
2: thing I would want for
1: but, but it's not realistic because the matter of they're not going to trade Duchenne and take Craigie unless we throw some serious fucking sweeteners in there. A.K.A. Carlo. Or... Carlo and another pick and prospects.
2: Maybe a few guys that they saw playing at the uh, beanpot.
1: Well, that's just yeah so anyway yeah I don't I don't think a big move and is realistic and I don't and to waste on what Sweeney said it sounds like they're not planning on probing the, the rental market Come Which is on. good there's there's not much I mean the only if we wanted
2: to go right wing um, Patrick Eves is having a good year for Dallas he's that, got like 20 goals and he's only making like a million this year
1: wow. but he's, wow, so. he's gonna cost a lot more than he's actually probably worth. Like they're talking probably a first round pick for him because that's what well, to give you some idea. Tampa's is apparently trying to ask for a first round pick for Brian Boyle. You know, Brian Boyle is a great player. Brian Boyle is a great player and all, but but a first round pick for Brian fucking Boyle. Um, Brian Boyle so Patrick's the... season he's having would probably cost at least that. So I, would, if you're looking at a right, okay, no, really? Has GSM, why do you have PA Parento as a left wing? I'm convinced he's a right wing because he was on. On the opposite side of Matt Molson, who is definitely a left wing, on the Tavares line when they were both still there.
0: Um, one, P. A. Parento believes he will be moved, and two, I, I just wanted to go back a, a little bit—the back his contract, really yeah. quick, because the, it is a conversation topic that comes up on Twitter a lot. Um, I, I refuse to. I, I know we've had this discussion before. He's on the wrong side of thirty, or he'll be on the wrong side of thirty. I, how old is he? Is he thirty-one? Oh, he's thirty-two. Okay, he's on the wrong side of thirty for that contract, and so on and so forth, and whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is that every year when people come up for contracts, people get signed to deals that momentarily look fine, and then are just really garbage <coughs> deals for the team. So yep. I, I don't want to talk about the uh, back, uh, back his contract in that way. Um, you can definitely say like uh, there are certain aspects of it. Uh, There are probably aspects of his play that um, we expected to be a little bit better or something, or whatever we expected to get it out, but I just don't want to... I, myself, you guys can do whatever you want, because I don't believe in groupthink. Um, You can feel however you want, but I don't want to give in to this this albatross idea um, of his contract.
1: Here's the the thing about the Bacchus contract. Um, If you compare him to... um, well, I there's five other wingers that signed big, long contracts in free agency this year. Lucic, Ericsson, Ladd, and Ocposo. Yep. Now, several of those contracts, so so Backus and Ladd were the ones people were like, I don't know, those, those ones might look bad right off the bat. And Ladd's been exponentially worse than anyone thought it was going to be right off the bat. Yes. Bullet dodge there. Now, both the Ericsson and... Lucic contracts were both like, these are awful long, but they'll be good the first couple years. And both have not been good the first year. This is when they were supposed to be value, especially the Lucic contract. Bacchus has been lagging his salary, but not as bad as some of these others are. Because of those, I think his is one at the lower end of of the pay scale. He's less than Ladd, less than Lucic, less than Opposo, Same as Ericsson, I think.
0: And he had the elbow injury.
1: Yes. So, and it's only five years all those others are longer like i think erickson was six and the others are all, are all are all max length um now yes people will will counter oh, oh just because it's just, just because it's not the worst that was handed out doesn't mean it's good and like yes that's technically true but and Why yes, do you we- can argue you can argue maybe that shouldn't money shouldn't have been spent that way at all maybe you shouldn't have signed him fine whatever but it's not as bad as people are making it out to be
2: and Back- I think this is pretty much what he's been his whole career like he's kind of what I expected.
0: I think I, you know what? I think it might very well be one of those things where it's too soon to judge on it. You know what I mean? And I think that, I think he is a, a leader uh, and his, uh, his, per, his charity work is fantastic, by the way. Um, I but mean, literally,
1: literally not even a joke in this case. Yes. No.
0: <laughs> yes. So it's like, to me, it's like, I, uh, maybe I have many false reasons for not wanting to give up on that deal and, and say that it's terrible, but I'm willing to see what happens in the next month or so, or month or plus, we'll say. We'll
2: think about, about it this way too. What if we gave up on Louis in his first year in Boston?
0: Oh my god, I know. Tell me about it. Oh. Well even his second year
1: in Boston wasn't great. It wasn't until his last year that he was really excellent.
0: Right. So I mean he
1: was good that second year and he was still not awful that first year, but it wasn't until the third year in Boston where he was excellent. So
0: so we're still charter members of the David Backus fan club, Tim. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I found that Jeff is the um, contract, you know, explainer. Like, uh, let's see. So you're the anger, <laughs> anger translator. <laughs> anger translator. He's the contract translator. That's that's what it is. Everybody has a role.
1: Yeah, I got this career numbers up in front of me. Um you know, he's t- 26 and 50 this year. Last year he was 45 and 79. The year before that 58 and 80. He's going to lag a little bit the last couple years but not much. Yeah.
0: So I don't want to judge him on that right now. I
1: think we're getting exactly what we were advertised and maybe someone can criticize us like well maybe we shouldn't have spent money on that then either. I'm like, okay, fine. That's a reasonable argument, but that's it that's that's uh, to
2: me you can't go back and change it. So why well I bitch about it now.
1: I, I in fact I don't know. the matter is it on I got an argument with one individual, I'm not gonna name names on Twitter about a week ago about this. And he's like you know, he's like, Yes, this I mean, we were talking about the landis disc the landis situation and, he, and he's like, Oh i like I don't want Landiscog's contract, it's been declined He's like, Oh it's like well, okay. I mean, I said straight up my ideal my ideal would be, you know, I told him that Duchenne Duchenne send out Krejci in some way and get Duchenne back in some capacity. He's like, Yeah, or Bacchus would be better. I'm like, What the fuck? No, Back in the contract are the same, but Bacchus is considerably cheaper. And furthermore, why on earth would he think that Sweeney is going to trade Bacchus? Bacchus is his contract. He inherited the Gracie contract.
2: Yeah. Also, getting rid of Bacchus doesn't open up a spot for So,
0: And also, I just want to point out this very important thing. If we think that Brad is a future leader in this team, I think that Bacchus is a good person to nurture that. In. Absolutely, he's been building it over time, but I think that he needs somebody else who's vocal to do that. So well, I think
1: it's a leadership team group going forward it should be Bacchus, Brad, and Krug, probably.
0: So, so what I'm saying is, I just want to I just want to make sure that we we you know explore this a little bit more because it's like it's very easy to give in to thoughts that you know these things suck and whatever and you know we're all going to agree on some things and disagree on others and that's totally fine um but i just i get really sick of hearing the Bacchus shit you know what i mean oh, i do too i do too
2: yeah um
0: because it's like i feel like there is a value and maybe yeah maybe we might have overpaid or something or yeah maybe we can't really evaluate it yet I don't know what the answer is. Um, oh,
1: yeah. so he shits the shit's the bet on one play and Twitter's the Oh, that contract Like you fuckers. This is not how this works.
0: <laughs> we all know what my, my feelings on hockey Twitter in general are. So I've had to stay away. Although I'm really happy that Pez followed me this week. <laughs> really just followed you, really. Well, I Follow followed D O Y and then immediately back. And I was like, thank you. That was also. Awesome. He's,
1: he's a pretty aggressive follow backer, yeah. But uh, he also he also really likes our show.
0: So. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it was just. I mean, like, he actually
1: he's asked about top Theater podcast. I've seen him list us on on on, on Twitter before, so.
0: I, I I know I know I I saw that too. Nick pointed that out to us, but you know it's like I I feel like he like collected all of the pieces now, like we're a set.
1: Like we're Pokemon.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was the rarest of them.
1: You just couldn't get that VA 10k egg
0: (laughs) It was so hard